podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and and as always, I am joined by um, by my lovely co-host uh, Denny, Denny Carter, Denny, Denny. What's going on, man? Thanks, um, thanks, JJ. I'm glad to be here again with you, and I think we can just get right into it um, and break down the coming week in fantasy football. You know, the one thing that I thought is just a really, really interesting slate. It's just interesting. There's lots of interesting things to dig into. We can only hope that nothing happens that will flip the slate on its head. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't All right, do that's enough anymore. of that. Yeah, that's enough of that. We were... We were uh, sort of mocking like the standard, uh, you know, fantasy football podcast out there. It's kind of, kind of, kind of mean of us. Well, no, I mean it's not anybody in particular, but uh, you know, Pete Overzet did a great parody video. I think wait, last year it could have been this year, but who knows? Um, because this year feels like a hundred years. Yeah. Anyway, uh, about you know these these fantasy podcasts that that are uh, introed by this really intense like loud rap song right like like very explicit and it's in your face and then the 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 person comes on the mic and it, after all that they're like hello everyone yeah uh, this is week 13 and we're going and and you're like that doesn't make sense yeah. you know yeah it uh so so look we're not we're not making fun of anyone in particular at all that's not that's not the intent there no but it's it's funny as hell it is funny so. as hell it is funny as hell uh, all right, Denny, we're going to open up today's show by talking about Christmas songs and Christmas music because that's the best transition we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Denny. Uh, <laughs> we uh, so I have a playlist, which if you yeah. guys want my Christmas playlist, I can send it to you. Uh, I don't think that it's completely public, but it's called Late Round Christmas on on uh, Spotify. Um, I, I read that, that's great. I love that you named it that I, I named it that like two days ago and my, cause it was, I have a Christmas one and then I have Christmas. I had Christmas two and Christmas two was more of like the shareable one. Christmas one okay. has like some like stuff that, that like I would maybe sometimes listen to. It's more like nostalgic. Some of the stuff on there, Christmas two, which is now late round Christmas has like the good stuff, like the stuff okay. that everyone will love. Um, so I have it pulled up right now, Denny. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so I mean, there's there's six hours worth, six hours and oh, forty three okay. minutes worth of songs well, on here. Let's so, not let's not hear all of it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like yeah exactly I'm not gonna uh, go through every song, but I will say some some artists on here. Okay, uh, there's Buble is on here who does good Christmas music. He does good Christmas yeah, music. You he you does. can't I, I will, he's like, he's like a very he's like sort of like a Josh Groban like whatever mm-hmm. like you can't like hate him right no and and he's also um he's self-aware like he's aware he's aware that that he's kind of cheesy yeah and like like he yeah exactly and he he found his niche and then he retired right didn't he retire i think so because i think his one of his kids maybe had like a a health issue or something like that oh yeah that 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 ring that rings a bell but yeah so does he have a whole christmas album or what 
Um, yeah, it looks like it because uh, I have it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas from him on here, and it's the album is Christmas. So, so okay. not only is he self aware, but he's very vanilla too. <laughs> the album's called Christmas. Yeah, uh, uh, I have Wham's Last Christmas. I have a lot of Carpenters. Carpenters is a nostalgic uh, look for me, and, and yeah, and personally, yes. But they they have they have good good Christmas music. Uh, obviously, Bing Crosby's on here. I, I do have so Amy Grant's on here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bar- mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand's on here too. Do you know you you know the uh, the the song Jingle Bells? I'm I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows the 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 when it goes. So my my wife hates that song. Like despises. You know you know at the end where it goes Jingle Bell Jingle Bell Jing Jangle. You know that part. <laughs> wait wait wait. Are you talking about a specific version? Yeah, Barbara Streisand has a Jingle Bells with a question mark as the oh. title. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. Oh, you you have to listen to it, and you'll probably share uh, because the only reason people like this song is if they listen to it. Again, to me, Christmas music is all about nostalgia, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And, and and to me, like if anyone hears this song as an adult for the first time, they're going to hate the living crap out of it <laughs> because it's objectively, it's sort of like if you were to hear like probably like uh uh wonderful christmas time for the first time as an adult you'd right. be like what is this You're right like what is yeah, happening yeah. right now i mean yeah but you have to be an alien come down you know to earth yeah to i would agree with that i would agree with that uh and then i have andy williams is the goat christmas artist There's, oh yeah i forget you're an andy williams truth or oh, way he, back yeah andy williams is the greatest uh <laughs> christmas singer i think he has like a really nasty past though Yes. Yeah. Did well, he like, you know what? Did he like beat his kids or something? I, I probably shouldn't say that because like his family is you know is gonna come after me. But yeah, they're listening. Uh, I, I think maybe you mean, maybe you mean Bing Crosby. It's hard to say. Oh yeah, maybe maybe it was Bing who had like the really bad past. It, it was definitely yes. It definitely was Bing Crosby, which brings me to one of my favorite Christmas songs, which is Bing Crosby's and David Bowie's uh, duet. Yeah. Uh, Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy. Are, are you familiar? I am familiar, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, i very, very into that. And then, weirdly, Will Ferrell and the guy he does movies with, uh, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> oh, John C. Riley? John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, they did a, a, a shot-for-shot remake of that Bowie, uh, Bing Crosby song, but it's it's not funny to me because they – they didn't play it up at all. It's it just, they just played it straight. Well, we also established last week that Will Ferrell when doing production related things is not funny. So, uh, I, you know, I mean, this one was not funny. Yes, that's, yeah. that's true. Um, so, so what are, what are some other favorites okay. of yours? Before so, you mind? so in sync is on here and don't, don't at me. They have that good Christmas album, uh, home for Christmas. I think it is. Oh, do they have the song about, uh, having sex under the tree? Yes. Yes. That's on yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which sounds awful. It sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, of course. You got to have that. Uh, a nostalgic, another nostalgic one. I have Chicago on here. That's my parents love Chicago. What, yeah, what, what right. boomers don't love Chicago? Uh, well, this is the most boomer conversation we've ever had. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but I mean, what, what boomers do not love Chicago? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 eighteen piece band. Yeah, no, I, I love it. So <laughs> the, the um, and I I could just look this up, but does Chicago have its own uh, Christmas album? Yes, it's incredibly good. It's oh, honestly, it's listen. very, very, very. You would you would love it. There's some really, oh, really man. good songs on their on their album. That's yeah. good. I did not know. Yeah, Chicago's really good. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Pen, pen, Pentatonics. The, this is this is more new age, oh, uh, new uh, age stuff. Acapella. Pentatonics is so good. They're incredible. I, and anyone who says otherwise actually doesn't like Christmas music. I, you know, I'm I'm skeptical. I feel like you're a little bit Andy Bernard here. Oh, with, get out of here! With, with the so do you, mean, do you do you hate uh, Denny? You hate acapella, is what you're telling uh, me. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. I don't know. Acapella is great. Pentatonics is, is unbelievable. I, I mean, it is it, the things that they can uh, do with their mouths. <laughs> how about how about christmas and hollis run dmc okay yes yes uh-huh. and then jingle bell rock i have the hollow notes version on here um i have both versions i have i have like the, the i think bobby helms was the original one yeah right and i i love the um the hollow notes cover that 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 is from the album called the classic christmas 80s album oh, and wow. that's available on itunes so is that is that what you listen to those those are those are like the the uh the, the highlights um i also yeah. have i also have dan yeah. and shay in here because uh i i don't did i ever talk, talk about this how i went to high school with dan from dan and shay have I ever talked about this no on big, this podcast no big deal no big deal it's very very wild i mean very happy for him uh nice nice guy uh but it's it, they're they're like huge now they're massive they're like winning awards and they're on they were at the rockefeller uh tree lighting when wow. when when everyone wanted to watch football and instead they pushed that game to to the middle of the <laughs> afternoon uh but yeah they're huge it's really cool to see uh very happy for him but it's uh, they're on here too because they make some some decent Christmas tunes. Yeah, uh, I I need to get that Chicago album. But yeah, the, this this '80s album has a lot of the stuff you just listed. It has Christmas and Hollis. It has Jingle Bell Rock. Um, it has uh, Do You Hear What I Hear by Whitney Houston, which I I oh. really like. It also has a song that I did not know about until last year. It's called Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bangles. Oh, interesting. Who we'll talk about later, and um, and then it has a, a few others. Uh, uh, Run Rudolph Run by Dave Edmonds, Christmas Time Is Here by Ray Parker Jr., uh, and then New Kids on the Block. Oh wow! Uh, this one's for the children. Wow. Do you do you ever have you ever you know the song Mary? Did you know? Y- yes. Yes. The one. I mean, it's like a very like. I mean, even if you're it's, not religious, it's still it's like heavy. a. It's a heavy song. Yeah. Super. You you know who arguably does the best version of that song? You ready for this? No. CeeLo Green. Oh no! Come on. I swear! I swear! You got to listen to it. That that's my that's my pro tip to make you guys like borderline like cry tonight. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Borderline it's a very, cry. Very cool. heavy song. It's a very heavy song. Whether you're religious or not, I don't care. It's just a very like heavy song. We have no religious litmus test here on Living the Stream. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> 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 and if and if you didn't get enough crying after Antonio Gibson went down last night, then you can you know get some crying in by listening to CeeLo Green's uh, cr- sing some Christmas tunes. So we uh. You know, there's obviously a lot of fantasy uh, playoff implication going on right now. In my home league, 
I'm facing, I'm out in my, I, I, I did fine this year. I, I'm in, you know, I, I made like 80%, 90% of the playoffs uh, in the, in the leagues that I'm in my redraft league. So I had a decent year, but I just got stomped in my home league because I just am so cursed in this league. I've talked about it before mm-hmm. on the show. Um, I like, I have Camara, Miles Sanders and Zeke. You would think that I, a team like that I, would dominate, but it did not. Uh, but I'm facing my brother and he, was set up. He just needs to win and get in. And he has CMC coming back, so he's so pumped, right? Like to make the playoffs without CMC and then getting him back, like he could make a run, right? Well, he he was down. Uh, I I mean he he was he basically like was a lock to win and and beat me this week to get in. And he had Deontay yesterday, but then he started Benny Snell and Antonio Gibson. And now mm. Zeke only needs to get ten points tonight for him to not make the playoffs. And that story is so common throughout the fantasy football world right now where, you know, it's one of those things. It's like what we talked about last week with being the the worst of the best or the best of the worst. You can't get mad at Antonio Gibson because, I mean, obviously you can't, you won't get mad at any player for getting hurt, but you know what I mean? Like, just like the, ah, why did this guy have to get hurt? Now I'm going to never draft him again. Like that kind of feeling. You can't even get it with Antonio Gibson because he's, he was such a good value this year and he really started to come through. You just hope that he can he can play this week and, and sort of come back and you know not yeah. have this like crazy bad turf toe injury or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it's rough out there. I mean, there were some really bad beats in the Living the Stream Listener League, Denny. I might I I had a chance to get a buy. I still have a very very slight chance to get a buy, but I could have gotten a buy way more realistically if Ceh didn't yes. didn't not play. Right. Like what on earth? I mean, I, I hedged, I hedged, and I played Cam Akers over him in a different league, which turned out really well and and yes. helped me get in the playoffs. But like the the fact, I, I you have no choice in the LTS league because it's so deep, right? Like it's you, deep. Yeah. There's no backup for Ceh to to throw him in there. I no. mean, I could have thrown Daryl Williams in there, but that would be just not very smart. Uh, even though the result showed it was smart, but my goodness, people are going to not make the playoffs because Ceh was sick, and we had these like casual reports that he wasn't going to see as big of a workload, which is fine. You can still play him as a flex, but right. he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He didn't see the field. It was off. Right. Yeah. But let's look at what else happened in week 13. Yes. Let's do that. We had Kirk cousins. Uh, he scored, we had a good quarterback week, by the way, just an FYI, uh, Kirk cousins scored <laughs> 21.4 points. We talked about Baker Mayfield. He scored 28 and a half. We reluctantly talked about Derek Carr, who, like, screw you, Derek Carr. <laughs> Seriously, you knock me out of the playoffs in the league because you score one effing point. That, that's for the kids. Yes. And then I guess this was for his daughters, and maybe I should like him a little bit more because he's a girl dad, and he did this for his, for his girl. Uh, yeah. Th- 30, I, I, he was a QB1. He had 31.7 points this week. He had a rushing touchdown. He had everything going for him. Yeah, and then that that last play, just crazy. Uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers, 19.2. We'll talk about him in a sec. Mitch Trubisky, 13.3. Not great, but, you know, it didn't sink you. Uh, Kyle Rudolph did nothing. Absolutely nothing. And he ran a ton of routes, ran 35 routes. Yeah, process was fine with Kyle Rudolph. I'm not, I'm not upset with the process. I'm just pissed off that Kyle Rudolph did that. Uh, Jordan Akins scored three. I'm done with, I'm done with Akins. What can you do? I'm done. I'm done with Akins. I am not done with my boy, Cole Komet, yeah. who scored 14.7 points this past week. That's right, man. And I mean, the the torch has been passed. Yes. You know what? This is the, the these kinds of plays when they hit 
are so, so, they feel so, so good. They're satisfying. They're so satisfying because you, you're looking at the peripheral numbers, you know, it hasn't really matched their target share and their general output. And you're sitting there and you're saying, this has got to give eventually. And it gave last week. He had 14.7 points. He found the end zone. It was one of those just plays where, you you know, people who listen to the late round podcast or even this podcast, because we talked about him, uh, you know, people will hit you up after and be like, wow, that was such a great, like someone hit me up and said, you're a wizard, right? (laughs) Those are the comments. Those are the comments that make you feel good. Not the comments of you told me to start X, Y, and Z, and now I lost. So I'm going to burn down your house. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, those don't make you feel good generally. Just generally. Generally. Uh Jordan Reed, he had twelve point two. Tight end was really good last week, by the way. Uh there's a lot of higher scoring tight ends, you know, aside from Darren Waller, who just went oh. b- ballistic. Uh yeah. Jacob Hollister had five, and then we pivoted to Anthony Ferkser because Johnny was out. Uh he had ten point one. He got a lot of garbage time points. Yes. Yes, that was, was fun. Necessary, yeah. <laughs> uh we had Detroit as sort of the number two defensive play. They scored three. And then Vegas uh, scored eight. So even though they Vegas wasn't great, uh, they still came through with a, a decent, uh, you know, just generally in real football, they still came through with a decent fantasy performance. All right, Denny, do you want to move on to week 14 fantasy playoffs? I do. I do. Why don't you kick things off? With a defense? Uh, you, you know, dealer's choice. Dealer, okay. I'll go, I'll go defense. All right. So we had the Cowboys at... The Bengals. I told you we would get back to the Bengals here. Yeah. Uh, so no team has fewer fewer yards over the past two weeks than the Bengals, and it really is not close. Brandon Allen has been a disaster. Uh, Cincinnati now allows the fourth most schedule adjusted points to defenses. Uh, Allen has been bad, as I said. He has the sixth lowest adjusted completion rate, so that accounts for things like. Uh, throwaways and and spikes and batted balls and whatnot. Uh, It's sixth lowest adjusted completion rate in two starts. The Bengals offensive line has been, shall we say, leaky. Uh, Allen has seen pressure on 60% of his dropbacks. That's one of the highest rates in the league over the last two weeks. Uh, And Dallas's defense is available in 95% of leagues, which means that includes your league. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. They get the New York Giants. I don't really care who's under center for the Giants. I, I might prefer Daniel Jones because realistically they might go yeah. with a more uh, conservative approach with yeah. Colt McCoy. Right. Um, because even with Daniel Jones, if you look at across the entire season, uh, the Giants are the ninth best matchup and adjusted points allowed to opposing defenses. And then if you look at this game and what FanDuel Sportsbook is saying, you know, the Cardinals are three-point favorites. That's fine. I'm actually surprised they're not bigger favorites, even though they are on the road. That's probably a decent reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the game only has a 45-point over-under. I, I, I think the Cardinals are fine. Uh, but again, I honestly might prefer uh, them playing against Daniel Jones as opposed to, to Colt McCoy. It would. I feel like it. We would be more confident about this if the Cardinals' offense didn't suck right now. Yeah, it's really not good. I. 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 I mean, I honestly hope that it's the Kyler Murray shoulder thing that's doing this because right. otherwise, it's just inexcusable that they're playing so poorly. Did Did I read that he only completed three passes in the first half? Yeah. Well, week? he only had he only had one completion until like their final drive, and it was a that, that touchdown to Dan Arnold on like the first play of the game. Oh my goodness! Okay. It was it was yeah it was Denny almost just vomited guys. <laughs> I mean that is really 
horrendous. Um. Yeah, it was, and, and it was like a hurry up drive at the end because I was so. You know why I remember that is because I was so ready to send a tweet that he only completed one pass in the first half. Oh, you were re- you had your finger on the button. You were I, ready to do it. There's always you ever do you ever get people that respond to tweets of yours and they say, "Oh, you've been waiting to send that one." Yes, all the time. And so, like, I sent a tweet today of that said like Carson Wentz when he found out that he wasn't starting on Sunday, and it was that video do you remember that video of him in like high school when he was playing trash like Uh, trash basketball or whatever uh and i can't remember what they called it but i i have that gif where he's like staring and then he turns his head slowly to the camera and just kind of stares at it right (laughs) and someone responded is like how long were you waiting to send that one it's like guys if you think that i'm sitting here just like like scheduling tweets for hours and hours then you don't know my twitter game yeah, I mean, you you're a quick thinker. You're very online. You know. Yeah, I'm very. As long as you're online, it's not that hard to send tweets. Right. It's just the way your brain functions at this point. All right. I have uh, unfortunately the Titans' defense. They are at the Jaguars. I kind of see Tennessee as a as a desperation kind of streamer this week. Like way worse than the Cowboys or the uh, Cardinals, uh, because their secondary is so easily picked apart, as we saw last week against the Browns. Uh, you know, but Mike Glennon is Mike Glennon, and he, he has not been accurate. His adjusted completion rate is just a smidge higher. Yes, I said smidge, uh, a smidge higher than Brandon Allen's. Uh, so if the Jaguars face a ton of negative game script here, I guess you could do worse than the Titans. They are available in 68% of leagues. So close uh, to being nice. This is like the, the the feel matchup where it's like Tennessee can't be that bad in back-to-back weeks, right? And like, you know, because mm-hmm. like, they're like, <laughs> they have a good record. They have to win. So they're going to just crush Mike Lennon. But yeah, they've been terrible defensively. I will be stacking the hell out of this game in DFS. I think the best streamer, traditional streamer that uh, should be out on your waiver wire is Carolina. Um Denver, they're facing Denver. Denver's been the second best matchup for opposing defenses when adjusted for strength of opponent. Uh, and that's because they have the DGAF king. Yeah. I mean, he what what is with Denver quarterbacks just just not giving I, any Fs? I mean, this guy is out of control. He's with his, out of control. The dumbest throws you'll ever see. He just chucks it downfield constantly. And and here's the thing. Kendall Hinton, when he started last week, uh, he had like a decent deep ball rate, and I'm, I'm, I, it's, it was, it was like mind blowing to me why they didn't have a better game plan than what they, because he was just, throwing, it's like this little, it's like this little brother stepping in and just being like, I'm just gonna go for it, uh, yeah. but he went for it, and I'm now I'm thinking like, is he just like watching a lot of Drew Locke and just degaffing it down the field? Because that's what Drew Locke does. I mean that that's yeah. his game. He just throws yeah. it and chucks it down the field constantly and what that means is sacks and turnovers so that's why the only team that's been a better matchup and that's flip-flop throughout the year but the only team that's been a better matchup is the Jets which is not mm. surprising and uh so I, I like Carolina's defense because of that you have to watch out because there's like a COVID scare going on with Carolina a little bit yeah. right now because they had a bye week and players probably went out uh to strip clubs and stuff and so hey, he, he, I, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding uh but uh, so yeah, Carolina not in a bad spot. Forty six and a half point over under. Panthers are at home. They're three and a half point favorites. I think they're set up better than the other defenses we just talked about. That's right. That's right. All right. You're, All right. Now you, dealer's choice again, Denny. You can go. You, uh, you can go at quarterback or tight end. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tight end. Wow, you're just switching things up. Yeah, I'm getting crazy. So wait, you have you have two, right? I have two. I, I can I can start. 
Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, one guy is Tyler Eifert. We haven't talked about him in a while. You know that Tyler Eifert, Denny, has seen <clears throat> a double-digit percentage target share in each of his last seven games. Wow. He's seen wow. way more targets than I think people realize. Uh, he has double-digit PPR points in each of his last two. That's with Mike Glennon. So he's doing a little bit better with Mike Glennon, it appears. Uh, and Tennessee's a good matchup. We already talked about their secondary sucks, but they've also allowed the eighth most adjusted points to tight ends. So I think Tyler Eifert's a decent enough play, decent enough dart throw. Decent enough. That's what we're. That's that's what we can do right now on the waiver wire. Yeah. I mean, again, you you know, hopefully you have scooped up a guy you can start every week, someone like Eric Ebron or something. Yeah. Right. That, All right. Man, how how bad are the Steelers? How bad are the Steelers? Let's just let's just end the sentence there. Uh. Well. Yeah. They're terrible. They're eleven and one. Right. Fire, fire Mike Tomlin. Yeah, right. I was going to say <laughs> Steelers fans are so such brats. Sorry. Um, all right. I have uh, Jordan Reed. It is revenge season uh, with Jordan Reed. I'm pumped against, about this one against Washington. We are ready. We are we are putting Jordan Reed into the revenge uh, algorithm and it's coming out good. All right. So uh, Reed's available in 74 percent of leagues. He's running well ahead of our guy, Ross Dwelly through two games. Uh, Reed has six and four targets in his two starts since George Kittle went down. Uh, you know, Washington is not a, a great tight end matchup. They've allowed only six tight end touchdowns this season, um, but they are giving up 4.9 tight end receptions on 7.3 tight end targets per game. Uh, I, you know, I think it's, this is more of like Jordan Reed having like a pretty secure role in yeah. the Niners offense more than more than matchup. And then the last guy, we're going back to my boy, Cole Komet. He has now run more routes than Jimmy Graham in each of his last three games. Not two, wow. but three. He is the tight end one on that team. Although the routes run wasn't that significantly different this week as, as it was two, two games ago. Um, but all of that finally matched to target share. He did 21% target share this past week against the Lions. Now you get a favorable matchup because the Bears get a beatable Texans defense. Um, but I do worry a little bit that Chicago is going to utilize their wide receivers a lot more in this matchup in particular than going to Cole mm -hmm. Komet because the corners for, for Houston are just so bad. Um, so I, I think that they will be able to take advantage of that. So, yeah, I, I would I would play I, I think of these three, Jordan Reed would be my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, too. All right. So now we are shifting over to quarterbacks. This is right. throwing me all off, man. I'm sorry. And, you know, it, we need to mix it up here once in a while. Yeah. It's like a it's like a marriage. We can't let this get stale. Okay? Yeah, so it's fair. That's fair. All right. So we have uh we're back on the Carolina situation. Uh we had Teddy Bridgewater against Denver. Uh the Panthers have an implied total of 25.25, which is not hateful. Is that what you have? I think I, think I don't know. I don't have it. Well, I guess it would be okay. I can do mental math. It's a, it's around that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's what we're going. Yeah, it might be it might be more twenty five because I think the spread was three and a half and uh, it was a forty six and a half point over under, so it's twenty five. Okay. So 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 cancel out that quarter point that I mentioned. Yeah. I mean, Denny Denny's fake news. We know this. <laughs> very very dishonest media over here. Um, so I think Teddy is is like a good floor play. We've said that I think fifteen times this year. Uh, he has at least one touchdown throw in nine of his eleven games and he has two touchdowns in five of those 11 games i think you know he would take a hit obviously if dj moore and or curtis samuel uh did not return they've been put on the COVID list but they would be eligible to return if 
they were just close contacts of someone who tested positive rather than you know some rather than them testing positive themselves if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so you know if they're back and it seems like they you know they have a decent shot um i think it's it, i think bridgewater's a, a a solid nice floor stream uh, against denver denver's secondary completely terrible and aj boye is now going to be suspended for six games according to benjamin albright so yeah. yes, so good th- things are things are not looking good for that secondary um, all right, I'm going to go with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I'm not in love with this over-under. It's 45.5. I thought maybe it would be a little bit bigger than that, maybe like 46.5, closer to 47, but I get it. But Chicago's defense isn't playing as good as they've played. they played earlier this season, so that's that's generally why I thought that. No Bradley Roby has been big. Rivers last week, strong performance. Uh, he was sixth uh, in, in uh, passing uh, unexpected points per drop back uh, in the NFL and sixth also in success rate. And then if you look back to the other game, they didn't have Bradley Roby. It was against Jake Luton in his first career start. And he threw over for, he threw for over 300 yards. So I like Trubisky in the spot. Wasn't horrible last week when looking at advanced metrics, he did have that terrible fumble, but um, you know, I I don't think that he's that bad of a play this week. He's not my favorite streamer, but I I think that he's fine enough. I've kind of accepted him as just like, a, a pretty decent play with the way that the bears are and, yeah. and, and, and also, he, also he, unlike Nick Foles, he knows that Alan Robinson is on the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That helps. All right. Uh, Andy Dalton at the Bengals, the Cowboys are three and a half points favorites. They have a whopping total of 23 and a half points here. Um, but we're going to ignore that. Bengals uh, allow a good amount of passing yards per game, 260 yards on average. So Dalton has kind of a, you know, yardage base floor here, not a sack base floor, but a yardage base floor. When you adjust adjust for strength of schedule, only the Seahawks allow more fantasy points to opposing passers than the Bengals. Um, and Dalton should not see a lot of pressure here, which is shocking considering the Dallas offensive line. Uh, but only the Titans have a lower sack rate in 2020 than the Bengals. Uh, Dalton is out there in 87% of leagues. And then I think that, <clears throat> excuse no, me, excuse me, excuse you, man, been talking a lot today. It's been, it's been rough. Uh, I think that you can absolutely and confidently go back to my top streamer this week. And that is Philip rivers. Let's go. Philip rivers has 18 points per game over his last seven games. He had, he's had one bad, bad outing since the beginning of October and it was against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets the Raiders this week. He gets the Texans next week. So you could pick up rivers and just ride them until the championship. Uh, the Raiders are average and adjusted points allowed, but this game has a 51 and a half point over under. So to me, Phillip rivers is probably the top play of all the guys we're talking about. Right. And, and you know, fantasy players will be grabbing him, writing him. His wife will be doing the same. And, uh, <laughs> but we're moving on to Mike Glennon. <laughs> Sorry to the children. Uh, Mike Glennon, he is our DGAF special of the week, and it's not only based on matchup, although that does help. So Tennessee is a seven and a half point favorite against the Jags. Um, what would you expect, honestly? Glennon has been kind of a shockingly aggressive passer in his two starts. He leads the league in deep passes, or as I described it in a blurb this week, deep balls, and that drew a lot of laughter, even though I was not trying to be funny. <laughs> so lots of deep balls from Mike Glennon. Over the past two weeks, and he has DJ Chark back. 
Um, so Glenn had 280 yards and a touchdown in his first start, and then he had 235 and two touchdowns in his second start against Minnesota. His matchup is pretty much everything you could hope for. The Titans allow the fourth most adjusted points to quarterbacks. 70% of the yards gained against them this year have been via the pass. That's the eighth highest rate in the league. Uh, only four teams have allowed more passing yards than the Titans, and no one has given up more passing touchdowns. Uh, they also don't get any pressure on the passer. As we saw last week with Baker Mayfield, they have a league-low sack rate. Uh, last last week, Baker Mayfield was pressured on just 11% of his dropbacks against the Titans. So Glennon, I think, is a decent play, as weird as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, there's one more guy I want to bring up, and it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's going to be starting for Philadelphia. I just think he's really tough to trust against New Orleans. New Orleans hasn't given a QB one performance, given up a QB one performance since Week Five. Uh, this game only has a 44 and a half point over under. There's a so there's a low implied team total. Um, but I will say, you know, he had five rushes for 29 yards last week in relief of Carson Wentz. He rushed for 1,300 yards his senior year at Oklahoma. Um, so there's that that you know. Konami upside rushing upside cheat code effect. Um, and then they get Dallas and Arizona and Dallas in their week 15 and 16 matchups. So what I would say is you can add Jalen hurts. Um, you don't have to play him this week, but stash him on your bench. If you need a quarterback, because you know, there's a chance that he, sh- that he balls out, right? He does really well. And if he shows that sign of life and if he runs a whole lot, then similar to Taysom Hill, you know, you can then throw him in your lineup in weeks 15 and 16 uh, and, and reap the benefits that way. So I would at least be adding Jalen Hurts this week. I think that he's, you know, in that like Mike Glennon tier, probably lower than Glennon, honestly. It's just really hard to to, to trust him in this situation. And it's not like Philadelphia is this like amazing situation in general for a quarterback, yeah. but I, I would still add him just in case. Okay. Sure. To recap, Mitch Trubisky, Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Glennon, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, Tyler Eifert, Cole Komet, Anthony Ferkser, Jordan Reed, Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers. Wow, that, that was that was a lot. We have a lot going on. We do. We we named a third of the league, but we're going to go to the Twitter questions. Uh, first question, at Chris underscore Riley underscore FFB. How do you guys deal with the mid to late season burnout? I feel like it's hitting way harder this year than normal years. Well, I mean, are you just talking about as a fantasy manager? Because, like, what we do on top of that, it's it's like extra burnout. I I've been feeling burnt out for many, many weeks now. So yeah, I, uh, th- there's definite burnout. There's th- yeah, this year, this year has been more difficult for me. Um, I think sometimes, honestly, sometimes just taking like taking off a game or two. And what I mean by that is like not watching a Monday night game and just like chilling out. I mean, it gives me, it gives my brain a rest. Like yeah. constantly, constantly being in football mode is it's draining. Yeah, I really enjoy the off season because I get to think a little bit more outside the box with my analysis and stuff. And that's generally where I've like that's been my bread and butter historically. I mean, that's why people found me in the first place and were able to like read my work. Um, I don't mind the in season grind. It's just that you're doing the same thing over and over again for the most part for, for sixteen weeks, seventeen weeks in some cases. And it's just it's just a lot. Like it's just a lot. How do we get through I mean I just get through it because I have to, because it's my job. And it sounds like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. I still enjoy what I'm doing. It's just, there are some things like there, there are some shows that I don't really, you know, absolutely love doing. Like I do P 
people listening to this probably tune in, but I do like that that uh, Sunday morning, Sunday at noon start sit where I am rapid fire. Yeah, like uh, like it's 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 completely draining when I'm done with it. Like I I don't know how you don't just pass out afterwards. I, I don't. <laughs> sometimes I do. Uh, but yeah, like that show, I don't like totally mind doing it. I wish I could hypothetically just do it on my own time, right? Like not have to do it at noon Sunday every single week. Like that's the thing that gets me is like the, the, some of the structure with some of these shows and stuff like that, that you have to, like you have no leeway with when you have to do it. But yeah, I mean like this is what we signed up for. This is what we do. And I, I still enjoy it. Um, but if you're a league manager, I don't know. How do you get out of a, if you're burned out as a league manager, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I, I, I still yeah. enjoy managing my fantasy teams. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I, if, if that, if that's burn burning you out, then I don't know, like maybe play in fewer leagues or like trim out DFS. If that's what, you, if you're playing yeah. that also, it's, I mean, they're, they're definitely, you definitely can overload yourself with, sure just the management part of it and it begins to feel like a job in and of itself and i think when that happens you're probably going to have at least some of the joy sucked out of the experience right right uh next question is from at mana underscore dork you order thai food okay one to five how spicy do you want your order um well i guess a three really you go three i, I think i'd go two i'm okay. surprised i thought you were gonna go one well, no, I, I, I enjoy spicy stuff, but the thing is like, I don't, I, I don't have a great gauge for how much spicy stuff I can take. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I remember I was at work, uh, back in my, my old life and we, I went to lunch with someone and it was like a group of people. And this one girl ordered, uh, pad Thai at a Thai place mm-hmm. and got a spice level of zero <laughs> and, like I remember taking, I like tried it because everyone was sort of like making fun of her and stuff like to get no, literally yeah. no, it was the most horrendous thing I've ever tasted in my life. And I'm not even like a, like I, I cannot comprehend the people who eat like the spiciest stuff in the world where they like literally like lose every like ounce of mucus in their body. Cause it's coming out of their nose. Like I, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand this. Like I'm wrecking my body experience. Look, some people they can do it and they like it. That's fine. I'm just saying I can't comprehend it. I like the, I like a little flavor, you know, like even like when you're talking about like wings, right? I, I, lo- I like like a mild wing. Like I don't need sure. it to be super hot because I'm, I'm not enjoying it then. I like the taste of it. I like the buffalo sauce taste, you know? Sure. And while we're on, you know, white guy takes here, uh, I, um, I also like a, a spicy uh, buffalo wing but if it's too spicy i can't enjoy it yeah it's not it's just not enjoyable and and so yeah i, I tend to lean toward the not so spicy side you know I, you see videos or, or, or whatever read about these contests where people are, are eating hot peppers and you know to see who can who can last and they're throwing up and they're sweating and they're fainting who why are people doing why Dude. like that's not no one is liking that and who's watching it it's weird i don't i don't, like I don't understand so i don't know about you denny but i peruse tiktok a little bit uh, i've I never been never been on it. you actually it. should it's 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 very addicting uh which is not surprising because that's right. that's the world that's um, what i need <laughs> yeah it's just there's there's some hilarious stuff on there there's this one guy who i came across who can like basically like open his throat and eat anything okay 
And so I was scrolling through the other day and I found a video of him. He ate 10 hot dogs. He just swallowed them in one TikTok video. What? He just swallowed the hot dog. That's gross. <laughs> like these, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. How, your body doesn't even know what to do with that. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh God. I'm I, sitting I here. Just... I'm sitting here with my, the, the issues I've talked about in the show in the past. And I'm just watching this guy eat 10 hot dogs in a minute. Uh, that, I mean, that's like, first of all, the, the culture of gluttony uh, with, with food stuff is, is gross just because of, uh, of that issue of, of people eating as much food as possible, not, not to satiate themselves or, or you know, to, uh, because they're hungry, but because they can. And, and right. I, I, so I hate it on like five levels and that's one of them. Yeah. Next question is from at Didymus. Uh, I had to get my first COVID-19 test of the pandemic yesterday because I traveled out of state for a socially dist- distant funeral. Sorry for your loss. Have either of you experienced this nasal hashtag penetration? Don't touch that hashtag. Uh, apologies to the kids yet. So have you have you gotten a COVID test? No. Have you? I got one. So I had last month. Uh, I mean, I already talked about like the, the reflux stuff I've been going through or whatever. I got an endoscopy at the end of October, maybe, maybe early November. Everything was good. That's, that's great. Everything was fine. But I had to, because it was a procedure where I went under and stuff, they had to give, I had to get a COVID test beforehand and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. No, no. Cause the, the president said it's bad. It was not bad. It the, was the, fine. The, the president was remember in back in March and April when no one else could get COVID yeah, tests. Yeah. He and, was and, complaining. And we were about... so confused. Although to be fair, to be fair, that's one thing that he said that at least somewhat like looking back made more sense than other things that he, that he said. Yeah, because well, because okay. people because there are some people that like really have like a weird reaction to that thing being stuck up their nose. You know that there's there's places now. I was picking up a prescription one day, and I I there's two lanes in the CVS that I go to. I, my, yeah, CVS, and I look over, and one of the lanes is a COVID test lane, and mm. the the pharmacist is you know they speak through the window and like speak through the little microphone thing. They're speaking to the person in the car there, and that the person in the car is giving themselves the test. Oh, so they so they they do the swab themselves. That's not no no that that I, I don't <laughs> like that. That that's <laughs> no good. You, you can't trust that. You can't trust that. You don't know what you're doing. Well, they so they're like okay now for so I, I so I was waiting for them to then talk to me. So I just watched this go down with this guy in his car. Okay swabbing his nose and just going back and, and literally like like you could just see his body just like wanting to shrivel up and just die like he could not handle it i mean um uh, my so my wife took a covid test and then her doctor said was it you know was it like this did they do that did they do this her answer was oh, no they didn't do that and she said okay well it wasn't a real covid test it was a it, it, you can't you can't rely on the results weird and i was like oh okay so we don't have any way of testing this is back in may yeah so maybe maybe it's changed but it sounds sounds awful i will say next question at adam k shin assuming you're normal human beings that start your showers by washing your hair do you wash your hands before washing your hair what if poop what if you poop before you shower does the shampoo clean your hands too or will your your hair get dirty I'm 100% going to wash my hands. Yeah, I think it's the first thing I do in the shower is just wash my hands. I, I mean, why risk it? 
you know, you're asking, does the shampoo kill the fecal mat? I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> so I'm not going to risk it. Yeah. I'm going to wash my damn hands and then I'm going to put my hands in my hair and wash it. Agreed. Next question at by Corey J. Corbin. What is the least legitimate time zone and why? Oh, oh, oh mountain. It's not even real. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good one. It, mountain is is the worst. Yeah. No, no one knows. No one knows what it is. I mean, Arizona has its own time. Yeah. And then and then like Denver has its own time. And and there are, there are like forty people in the Mountain Time Zone, but we have to talk about it like it's a real thing. Get out of here with Mountain Time. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's a, that's a good answer. Very uh very ethnocentric too. Where you're 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 only, you don't even remotely think about like you couldn't name a single time zone outside of the United States. Oh oh yeah right well well no no Greenwich I mean you yeah know. that's true that's true that's Gre- that's the one that's the I one. Can- I can name that. Well, what am I supposed to do? Name, uh, you know, the the East Coast Philippines. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Good grief. I'm just saying. All right. Next question. At Brown Egg Marketing Scenario, colon. You need more items you can carry at the grocery store, but less than needed for a cart. Do you get a mini cart or do you carry a basket? I, I mean, just get the mini cart. I carry a basket. Oh, uh, that's high tea. Yeah, I, I carry a basket. I want to. Yeah. I gotta get a little bit of a workout going. I'm gonna... <laughs> I, 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 I pick up all my stuff. I put it in the basket, and then before checking out, I go to the go to the medicine part of the store, and I just start curling. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, do you, you must work out, and then maybe you kiss your kiss your uh, your biceps. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, yeah, I usually get two baskets actually, just to, to to equal it out a little bit, and I'm just I'm just pounding it. Right. Yeah. And, and and then you and then you ask the cashier, say, instead of paying you, can I give you two tickets to the gun show? Yeah, right. Exactly. And, I'm then, all, you, and I'm, then you whip them out. I'm all swolled out after I do it, yeah. so I, I look better. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh hell yeah, I'll go to the gun show. You get these groceries for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next question. I really just do it to get free groceries. Next question <laughs> at Cron Z I Roto Cron Z Cron Z Roto. Just found out that my first child is going to be a boy. Congrats on the sex. CD Carter 13. Since you fathered both a boy and a girl, any boy specific tips? Late round QB, any general tips? Because as you know, I have I have just a girl. Yeah, you can't you you only have a girl, JJ. Uh I mean, here's the thing. Uh we really made an effort to expose both of our kids to toys uh that would be traditional boy and girl toys okay to see to see what they liked you know because you know if 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 our if our boy when he was younger if he had gravitated toward traditionally girly things that'd be cool with us and we would be very much about that and then vice versa if our girl had gone with with more boyish things traditionally i should say then then we're good but here's the thing they both are extremely traditional and we could not be more disappointed in them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, how about like Avery's favorite thing in the world is cooking. Like, are you serious? Oh, are God, you kidding I'm me? Like, Avery, why are you setting back women? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I say every single time. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, from what I've witnessed too, like I have a nephew who's a year older, you know, he's three and I have a lot of friends with, with little boys and stuff that uh, Avery will play with and whatnot. They seem like a nightmare. Boys, boys seem like it. Like I don't want a boy. If I ever have another kid, 
I, I absolutely do not want to have a boy. Right. Uh, um, well, my boy is very bullet bullheaded. Bullheaded. Yeah. That's how I, I but he, he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like the typical boy attitude of like bull in a china shop. You know what I mean? No. Like like just completely wild and crazy. Because that 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 has been my experience with like the sample size of ten to fifteen recently yeah. in my in my recent. I mean, it is just maybe it's just because I'm used to Avery and she's this little sweet thing that will yeah she goes crazy sometimes and runs around the house and does the typical right. toddler thing you know like nighttime you know, just running oh, yeah. running laps yeah. with her underwear or with her with her pants on her head and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but like like boys like they don't listen they seem to not listen like they that it's just like and, and like to me like girls seem smarter. And maybe this is my bias kicking in, but it's just like they're insane. Boys suck. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I basically, tend to jo- agree. basically, Josh. What I'm saying is your kid sucks. I, sorry, sorry to to fill you in. We take no pleasure in reporting this, but um, I, I have just two things. One is, you know, when when Xavier was was little, like 18 months old or even younger, and he really was gravitating toward like trucks yeah. and big boy type toys. <laughs> I, you know, I half, I had half a mind to sit down with him and be like, this is toxic masculinity, Xavier, <laughs> and we're not going to have it in this house. Here's a, here's a fairy, you know, here's a, you know, here's a cooking set or whatever. Um, and, and then the second thing is, uh, Xavier is not so much a bull in a China shop, but he has a sharp wit and a sharp tongue. Here's what he said to me the other day after his sister embarrassed him. I said, Xavier, she doesn't know. She didn't know that would embarrass you. It's a long story, but I said, she she doesn't get it. She's too young. It, it, she she didn't mean to. And he goes, oh, she doesn't get it? Maybe that's because you don't send her to school. Oh, my God. <laughs> so owned. And I was like, it's a pandemic. Blame the president. I don't know. I, we can't send her to school. Wow. And and, uh, and he, I, I didn't say that. But, you know, he and then and then I tried it again. Well, but she doesn't yet understand. She's younger than you. She doesn't know. And he goes, well, maybe she would know if you send her to school once in a while. And then he slammed his door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I will say this, Josh. I will say this. I said I said this on the show before when someone asked a question like this. Anytime someone says, do you have any advice if, you know, I'm going to be a parent for the first time, whatever. And, you know, Denny gave me advice and, you know, everyone is, is very, very helpful. But I think the number one thing to remember is that you're going to be fine. Like you're, you're going to figure it out. Every kid's going to be different. Every situation's going to be different. But think of all the insane human beings on this earth who have raised children and, and you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be better than them. You, you, if you want to figure it out, you'll figure it out. Yeah, right. It, it, like it, it's it's definitely the way that I have always seen it. You know, I, the the hardest thing obviously for any any parent would be like you know dealing with like health issues with your kid and, and stuff like that. Like it's and it's always like the worst when your kid is sick. And that's the t- oh. to me that's the toughest part of being a parent is when your kid is is not feeling a hundred percent. But you know, at a baseline level, for the majority of parents who don't who are who are very fortunate and don't have to deal with you know uh, uh, have. Ha- have a, a situation where their kid has special needs and you have to spend more time uh, managing that and making sure mm-hmm. the kid is, is doing X, Y, Z, um, you know, for, for the majority of parents who don't have that in their life, honestly, the one thing that I've realized with parenting is just, it's all about time, right? Like you can't do the things that you want to do all the time. Whereas before kids, you could do whatever the hell you wanted, right? Like that, that's literally what it comes down to is how selfish yeah. are you going to be with your time? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I would I would go further and say uh, you can't do what you want any of the time. 
Yeah, sure, is, sure, is, sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on how many kids you have, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, kind of letting that go, letting go the idea that you can do what you want to do when you want to do it is key because otherwise you become, and I, I'm guilty of this occasionally, you become like resentful. Right. And right. the more that resentment builds up, the the more it affects the way that you that you parent. You might be imp- more impatient. You might say things that you didn't mean to or that you didn't mean, you know, in the, and that you just got hot in the moment. And so, yeah, I mean, letting letting the idea go that you are going to operate as per usual is is a key. You're right. And definitely sleep train. Oh, like sleep definitely train. sleep train. Yeah. DM me if you need hashtag tips. Next question. Uh, at Sean underscore the mailman stick with Herbert for the playoffs or live the stream. Herbert, uh, has had, I wrote this up in my 15 transactions column, so I can just talk about it. Uh, they have a good schedule moving forward. They get Atlanta this week. You're definitely going to play Herbert against Atlanta. Um, you know, he, he had, I mean, he was averaging over well over 20 points per game up until the last two weeks. He scored like 16 and four or whatever. Um, but I think he's gonna be fine because their playoff schedule is fine. All right. Next question at Mr. Costanza. How cold does it have to be for you to wear your beanie slash winter hat, knowing taking it off later in the day will leave you self-conscious beyond repair? Oh, that's a great way to put it. And it look, I, I cannot wear a, a winter hat, okay, if I know that I'm doing anything right. after wearing that hat. Exactly. Yes, that's the correct take. I, you know, I'm not putting on that hat if I have to be around any human yeah. afterward. Uh, uh, I'll wear it. You know what? I'll, I'll wear it when it's super cold and I, and I'm going to go on a run and I just can't take the cold on my ears sure. particularly. Sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, but I'm just coming home. I'm taking it off and I'm, I'm taking a shower. And so it doesn't matter. Right. But I, I would never put on a hat and be like, I'm going over to hang out with, you know, my mother-in-law is socially distanced fire and I'm going to take it off and my hair is going to be a disaster. No, no, no. I'm way too self-conscious for that. This is where I am way jealous of people who can rock buzz cuts, no hair, bald head, right. whatever is right. hats, uh, any hat, any form of hat, uh, and, uh, specifically a beanie or a winter hat, because it, it's like, I know we, we've talked about our hair plenty on this show and I have very, very thick hair. My hair is very, very thick. And there is nothing worse than hat head with thick hair. Oh, right. You, it, it will, it will not move. It'll be in that position until you shower. Well, but I feel, I feel like I, you know, I have fine hair and a hat destroys my hair. Yeah. Well, like, there, yeah there, I had no idea because I've only had this hair before. So sure. Like maybe everyone experiences this, but it's just, yeah. it's just, if you have, I mean, I I'm seriously like if I could, if I could here, let me ask you this, Denny. Okay. This, is a, this is a good a good uh, Twitter type question. Mm-hmm. If you could get away and look awesome mm-hmm. with a buzz cut or a bald head, like if you looked just as good with that haircut as opposed to the one you have now, would you do that? You mean like a Brad Pitt? Yeah. So I, I've never understood why someone like Brad Pitt. I mean, I know he's a celebrity, so he's going to change up a little bit, and you know that's what they do because they care about their looks a lot. But like, if I'm a Brad Pitt and I know that I can rock a buzz cut like he yeah. can. I, I am never having a different hairstyle for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, I I would mostly go with that probably, especially in like the in like hotter months, you know. 
but uh but i mean like a guy like brad pitt has such amazing hair it's like a crime for him not to grow it out sometimes okay you know? okay so he, maybe he's a bad example but like someone with like very average hair who can <laughs> who can who can rock a buzz cut yeah or or just have like a very average haircut yeah. like like just just shave your head just always sh- because you there's so many advantages to that you you don't have to worry about what it looks like every day you can rock a hat you can yeah. do whatever you want and it doesn't matter and that's an unbelievable convenience right the time that i invest in my hair i could probably it probably adds up to like you know like a month you know over the course of a year so yeah, yeah time wise i should probably i well, would probably just Here's the other, here's the other thing I didn't, I did a waiver wire show. You guys can all look at it, uh, on, on Fandle's YouTube page. And I barely did my hair today. Like I didn't put a lot of stuff in it. Like I didn't do much and I decided to not wear a hat on the show. And so my hair looks terrible on the show. But what happens is as a result of like, it was fine enough when I started, uh, but I didn't put enough stuff in. So it was just like falling and just not like, and so, so like, like the whole show I'm self-conscious about it. Right. So not only are you like having to spend time doing it, but then you're also having to spend time ma- maintaining it throughout the day. That's right? right. And that's a pain in the butt. I it wish is. I wish I could actually my head is way too big to rock a buzz cut constantly. I did it over quarantine a little bit, but I I can't I just can't do it. My head's my it just doesn't look right. Yeah. Uh, right. I did it I, back I in the day. I just can't good. do it anymore. Can't do I it thought anymore. you look good. Honestly. Thanks. You could do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, next question at president Wario, who has a, who has, who has higher personal best game in bowling between the two of you? And is it okay for adults to use the bumpers if they are extremely bad at the sport? All right, Denny, here's what we're going to do. When I say go, I'm going to say one, two, three, go and on go right after go, you're going to say your best score in real bowling. Okay. Not we bowling. I've Denny, I've bowled multiple perfect games in we bowling. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, get out of here wait, with that. I, can I? Okay. Well, so I, I, can I just es- estimate? I don't remember. Do you remember? I remember and completely. Yeah. I'll just say it then. We're not going to do this one, two, three, go. I, I once bowled a two twelve. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. I had a I had a stage in high school from like tenth to eleventh grade where I bowled like three times a week. Oh, okay. So you were really okay. You were into. I was in. I was into. It. I never got into like. I. I didn't have good form. I just loved. I went with one of my buddies, and we just bowled yeah. all the time. It was just like what we did in that period of time in our life. And I. I mastered what I did, and I once bowled a two twelve. I have a question for you, but I will tell you my roughly my high score is one eighty. Okay, that's well, fine. Okay, but but that was like that was like an outlier. I mean, I'm usually like in like the one forties. So it's yeah, one, not, I mean, it's, so like like if you go bowling, if you, if we were to bowl tomorrow, I haven't bowled probably in like three or four years. If if we were to go bowling tomorrow, what would you bowl? What would you expect? What would you expect? One forty. One forty. I would. Yeah, I'd probably say like one thirty to one fifty for me too. Yeah. Really? I mean, I feel like two twelve means you're probably up there beyond yeah, me okay, but. but like look you you you've gone through phases i'm sure with golf where yeah, like sure. where like you you you're playing out of your mind and you yeah. can just do that fairly consistently and then you have like a really good round right, and right. then you just don't play for a while i, I yeah. don't have the feel for it right now true uh so my question is did you ever try to do that thing where you put the spin on the ball and start it down the right side no i mean like i i don't do that consistently no that, that, that's that's how you're actually good. That's how you get yeah, good. Did you try that? Have you? Yeah, tried I've that? tried it a million times. Sure. 
how hard is it? Why is that so hard? <laughs> it's it's difficult. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. I cannot. I would love to be able to do that. I'm obsessed with how people uh, uh, do that, and I've never been able to. And so I just throw the straight ball. Yeah, you know. Um, but getting back to the question about the bumpers, my 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 one exception would be if you're if it's a party thing, and you don't want someone to be like humiliated so you go ahead and you let the person have the bumpers but otherwise if you're an adult you, you don't get bumpers no you don't get bumpers all right we're gonna go with one more i'm gonna keep some of the other because there were some good ones uh that we had on the uh, uh on the show for this week sorry i'm staring and making sure that i have no stuff I, I can correctly. i can address some of those on the podcast on our okay Patreon. there you go there you go okay um so this last question i wanted to get to because to me it's just a very it's just interesting. So Impressed Suave asked, who's in the LTS league this year. Uh, I believe you're playing against him this week. Uh, no, I already did, and he beat me. Yeah. Uh, By two. By two. So it says, sometimes I'm just too lazy to get a tissue, and a small booger is going to end up on the carpet. How careless are you with boogers, and why are you lying to prop up big tis- tissue? <laughs> um... This is, this is, this is a very, very strange and interesting question to me. Okay. So if I have what feels like a small booger, I will remove it and then get a tissue and put it in the tissue. Yeah. I I will do the same exact thing. I I can't, I'm sorry, but I'm not flicking it down onto the ground. Like I, 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 so I read this question and I was curious if, like, this is a thing. Is this a thing? Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure it's a thing. Yeah. Like, people yeah. people put it on their in their carpet. They'll, they'll just flick it onto their carpet. or, or their Onto floor. their carpet. They're just going to put a booger on the floor. I guess. I mean, I guess it depends on how small you're talking about, you know? I mean, are we talking about, like, a giant, like, crusty thing? <laughs> or are we talking about but it's a little one? I would also you, argue, though, I would also argue, though, that the crusty ones are going to be more tolerable. Like, it makes more sense to throw the crusty ones on the floor than, like, the slimy. Like, how do you even get the slimy ones on the oh, floor? Oh, well, if it's slimy, you, you're you an absolute animal if you don't go put it in the... You're right. Okay. Tissue. Okay. So, we've established that. We've established that. So, now we're basically associating this crusty booger... Yeah. To being like a crumb, like, like, a, like a big, yeah. like it would be a similar situation, except it's a booger. It's from your body as opposed to it being from a granola bar that breaks all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> a nature Valley granola bar that no one, I mean, there, there needs to be like a nature Valley, uh, 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 like not meme, but a, a, a trend online right. where, where people open that pack and they eat every single crumb before it hits the ground. I mean, it would be an impossible task. Those it's things fall impossible. apart within seconds. And why do people buy? Like, why have they not fixed this? Uh, this this segment is not brought to you by Nature Valley. No, I'm sorry, they're never going to sponsor the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess I guess I can at least understand to a degree a small crusty booger being the equivalent of like a a big crumb of some sort of food, and that being on the floor, and you're just being like, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but I still even like crumbs and stuff. I'm still like, like I have a dog that'll probably just eat it. So I'm not as concerned. Right. But if it's a booger, it just feels kind of, kind of hits different. It, as the kids say, it does hit different. It does hit different. Yeah. I, 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 
I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say Impress Suave is an animal, but it's kind of looking that way. Yeah, it's it's leaning that way. It's leaning that way. All right, Denny, we are over our time. Not that we like can't go for another hour, but we stop things here at an hour. Uh, so why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at CDCarter13 on Twitter. Uh, and my kicker column is on rotoworld.com and then a bunch of content on the Patreon page. I know a lot of people are done with the season because you did not make the playoffs. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, there's still lots of good hashtag content on the Patreon. And by the way, JJ, I could not go for another hour here because I have to go to the grocery store immediately. Wow. Okay. All right. We'll get on. Uh, I am on Twitter at late round QB. You can find me on Twitter at late round QB. I'm on Twitter at late round QB. Uh, my podcasts can be found anywhere. Podcasts can be found the late round podcast. All right, Denny, you enjoy the grocery store. Maybe afterwards we'll drink some milkshakes. Mm-hmm. We have a tilt montage this week, I believe. We do. All right. I will, uh, I will add that to the end of the show and we will talk to you next <laughs> week. It's 1.10 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone in the Milky Way galaxy, the Eastern time zone. I have, I have some bad news. I have some news that I may not be able to get over, depending on how things shake out today, my Sunday. I got caught with Ryan Fitzpatrick locked into my lineup upon Tua's return to the Dolphins lineup. This is a critical matchup against Evan Silva in the Apex Writers League, which, as you know, if you've listened to Live in a Stream for even a year or two, you know that that league means a lot to me and and JJ. And we're both in it. And I have made a a playoff push, uh, a maniacal push, I am obsessed with getting into the playoffs after a terrible, terrible start to the season in that league. And I have made a myriad of moves, constantly fiddling with my lineup, constantly working the way wired just to make sure I have options and this and that. Anyway, I've worked hard. I've worked my ass off to uh, make, make the playoffs. And now I forgot. I forgot. To look at the lineup this morning, I got so uh, deep into my my FanDuel and DraftKings stuff that I just forgot about the seasonal stuff. God, I mean, it didn't even cross my mind until exactly one o five. I felt my heart drop into my stomach region upon realizing what I had done. I don't have a quarterback in apex unless something happens to Tua and I'm not wishing that on him I just that would be my only salvation here okay here's how it could unfold uh Silva could you know beat me over the head with a sledgehammer uh without mercy and beat me by 50 and it wouldn't have mattered uh if I had had Fitzpatrick that's that's scenario one scenario two is the rest of my lineup goes crazy and I, and I actually don't need any quarterback points. Last week, I had Daniel Jones in the Apex League. Jones gave me nine and a half points, then, then ripped his hamstring apart. So, and I won. I won, I won very comfortably. I won that by 30, 40 points. So that's scenario two. 
And scenario three is the one I don't want to think about right now. Scenario three is the one that will keep me up uh, for weeks. And, And it's this. I lose by a margin that Fitzpatrick could have easily scored against the Bengals. You know, something in the, in the 12, 15, 20-point range. That's the nightmare. That is truly the nightmare. And I can say without hesitation and without apology, really, that I am tilting. That's uh, 2.18 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. An update here, the Dolphins are absolutely imploding. Uh, not doing anything on offense. Making dumb decision decisions everywhere on the field. The Bengals look like you know a playoff contender at this point against Miami. My suggestion, if if I were to be so bold, would be to tell Brian Flores, it's Fitz time, man. Like let's let's get the fiery, grizzled old veteran in there. Uh, you know, to fire up the team, to get him started, to as a, as a spark, as a spark, and, and Tua can you know watch it happen. It, it can be valuable experience for Tua to watch this unfold. Okay, but first you gotta you gotta pull Tua, you gotta put Fitz in. That you know that's just my that's my two cents. You know, I, uh, it's just it's just a thought. Um, but I do have hope. <laughs> I have hope that Fitz is gonna get in there and give me some damn points. I am still tilting. It's uh, 2.58 p.m. and uh, bad news. Uh, Tua led them down the field and threw a quick touchdown to Mike Gusecki. Uh Everybody's very happy about it. Tua's back. Whatever. Thanks. I literally hate it so much I can barely speak. I guess the dream is, is over. I'm tilting. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams and as we live.